in 1 Peter chapter 1, and we're going to break in about the 18th verse with the help of the Lord. Just a couple of verses I want to read you this morning. God has stirred my heart all week with this. I hope I can make these steaks up good for you this morning. If you get any, any flavoring out of this or if it tastes good in your mouth, it'll be because of the Lord. It won't be because of my cooking. It's all him, amen. But in verse 18, the Bible says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold. <laughs> Bless his holy name. He goes on to say, For your vain conversations received by traditions from your father, but with the precious blood of Christ. Can I say that again? <laughs> with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Brother David, would you ask the blessing on the message today? Yes, Lord. God help us. Amen. You can be seated if you can this morning. As Brother Greg always says. <laughs> you know, here we see in this chapter, we can see Paul is writing to encourage believers that were facing trials and persecutions under the Emperor Nero. We see that here. We also today see our world in great persecution. We see God's people in great persecution all over this world, not just in America, but all over this world. And I felt led to encourage you today and to share with you some experience that the Lord's given me through the Scripture, and I hope I can be an encouragement to you this morning. I got to thinking about when I was a little child, and I would go and hear the songs of the Sunday school hour and the Sunday school teachers would sing to me and the other kids in the class. And it pricked my heart when, it, when they would do it. And I love to sing the little songs. And, and I hope you Sunday school teachers are taking time to sing to your children and, and teach them these songs. But I got to thinking about this little song that uh, I was taught when I was a child. It goes something like this. <clears throat> Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Jesus died for all the children, all the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus died for all the children of the world. And the Lord give me this this morning. Jesus is coming for all his children. All the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white. 
they are so precious in his sight. Jesus is coming for all the children of the world. And I'm glad this morning he's coming for those that are looking for his appearing. That's why this morning I want to preach a message that the Lord gave me earlier in the week entitled, You Are Precious in His Sight. Brother Mark pricked my heart last Sunday night when he was preaching and giving a testimony about a man that he had witnessed to and tried to help. And he felt like that Christian people hated him because of his position uh, in life. And, and many of you may be here today have had people come against you because of where you have stand, maybe past sins that you've done, maybe have ridiculed you, or maybe you've never been saved and you've been in a life that uh, has been against God and people have put you down. But I want to tell you this morning, upon the authority of God's Word, you are precious in His sight this morning. I don't care if you're saved. I don't care if you're lost. He, you are precious in His sight this morning. Can I hear from you? I want to tell you this morning that you're valuable in the sight of God. He loves you today. In Matthew 10, 31, he says, Fear ye not, therefore ye are more than uh, precious. You're more valuable than the sparrows. The Lord loves you more than he loves the birds of the air that he made. I got to thinking about Brother John. He takes all these beautiful pictures of birds and, and, and they're flying and they're doing different things and, and they remind me of heaven when I look at a bird and, and watch it fly and watch it eat, how pure that bird is and how that God has made them and they're all different colors, they're all different sizes and they're beautiful. But as much as he loves the little birds, amen, he loves you much, much more. In Philippians 4, 19, he he loves you so much that he said I'll supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory. You're valuable to the Lord this morning and he wants to make a way for you. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you've been. He loves you this morning and you're valuable. Over in Psalms he tells us that he loves us. The book is full of love and he tells us how much that he loves us. But I'm going to tell you in Luke 12, 7, he says even the very hairs of your head are numbered. He said, fear ye not. I know the very hairs that's on your head, even the ones that have fallen out of mine. He knows everyone and where it fell. Ain't that a mighty God this morning? You are valuable to the Lord. I'll tell you what, our suicide rate is at the highest level that it's ever been in, the, in history's time. Suicide is on every hand of teenagers, uh, middle-aged people, older people. The hardest thing I ever done in my life was go pick a body up one time when I was working for the funeral home of a man that was 91 years old and took a pistol and blew his brains out. It was the hardest thing I ever done. But I went and picked that man up and took him to the funeral home and they done their part there and all I could think about did he know the Lord had he trusted the Lord I'm going to tell you this morning you're valuable the devil wants you to wreck your life he wants you he maybe even told you to end your life but I'm going to tell you greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world you can overcome this morning you're valuable to the Lord amen I don't care if nobody likes you I don't care if your whole family's turned against you I don't care if a church is turned 
turned against you. I don't care if the preachers have put you out. I'm telling you this morning, you're valuable to the Lord. He's made every single one of us. He knows the very hair that is upon our heads. He knows you from the top of your head all the way to the bottom of your feet. He knows when you're hurting. He knows when you're in need. And I'll tell you this morning, you may say, I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed and no answer has come. You know what you keep doing? You just keep on praying. You keep on trusting. You keep on looking to the one who's the author and the finisher of your faith. i tell you, you you can't do it, but he can do it through you, amen. You ever heard the old saying, if he'll take you to it, he'll take you through it, amen. You can make it this morning. I don't care what people told you or have told you you're valuable this morning. God loves you. I asked Sister Amy to put this on the internet, and I want to tell whoever's watching by the way of Facebook because I can feel the pool right now. I don't know where you're at, and I don't know what's going on in your life, but God wants you to know he loves you this morning, and you're valuable. The devil tell you just end it right now. Be done with it all. It'll be better if you'll just commit suicide and get out of all this mess, but I'm going to tell you what, that's not the way out this morning. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. I wouldn't put no more upon you than he's able to bear, amen. He'll make an escape way out of every problem that you got, amen. Can I hear from you this morning, church? They ain't nothing I've ever been through that the Lord wasn't right there to make a way of escape. He said, I'll go with you. I'll walk with you. I'll make a way where you can't see a way. I'll love you when your father won't love you. I'll I'll love you when your mother won't love you. I'll love you when nobody loves you. I love you because I give my life for you, amen. That's the kind of God we serve. It's not too late. You're valuable this morning. That's all the Lord would prick my heart with uh, this week. You're valuable. You're valuable. You're valuable this morning. You're not trash. The devil may say you're trash, but you're not trash. God loves you. Number two, you're special. You're not just valuable, but you're special. There's nobody like you. And they may be somebody out there that kind of has your similarities. They say we all have a twin somewhere. I say, oh, help them, Lord, if we do. But they say you got one somewhere. But I'll tell you what, I want to be a twin too. <laughs> I want to be a twin to my father, amen. I want people when they see me that they see him, amen, and not me. You're special because over in Psalms 139, 14, the Bible says, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You ever notice how as we grow up and get older, we do it even when we're older. We dye our hair. <laughs> we cut it a certain way. We'll style it a certain way. Brother Todd goes buy that nice flannel shirt. I'll probably go buy me one looks like that. If it looks as good on me as it does you, I want one of them shirts. Don't we do stuff like that? And we'll say, boy, we, I'd like to have that. Make me look better. That make me feel better. I'm going to lose 10 pounds if it makes me look that good. If I look as good as Brother Ron does losing 10 pounds, that's what I'm going to do is lose 10 pounds. Ain't we like that? 
Women don't like blonde hair. They want dark hair. Or they want uh, dark hair, not blonde hair. And some men like their hair long. Some like shave her head. Some ain't got no hair. You know, we're all different in every way. I'm going to tell you this morning, you're special in God's eyes just the way you are. We're always trying to please somebody else. How about let's please the Lord because we're special. How special are we? Well, over in Genesis chapter 1, you remember verse 26? Listen to what he said. He said, let us make man in our image after the likeness and let them have dominion over the fish in the sea and over the fowls of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. That's pretty special right there that he'd want to make us in his image. So when I look at Brother Bubba, I see God. You know why? Because he's created in God's image. So if I'm created in God's image and I'm valuable and I'm this special, don't that make you want to walk with God and be a representative of him, amen? You may be the only Bible somebody will ever read. I wonder how much Bible reading you've done this week. I ain't going to ask you to raise your hand, but how many times have you been in the Word this week? If you're so special and so valuable that he loves you better than the birds, and he's going to supply all of your needs, he's going to make you in his image, ain't it the least we can do is at least read his Word and try to live for him? I'm telling you this morning, we're valuable and we're special in his eyes. In Psalms 40, Verses 1 and 2, listen what he said. I waited patiently upon the Lord. Have you done that lately? And he inclined unto me, and he heard my cry. I like this part. Listen, friend. And he brought me up out of a horrible pit. <laughs> out of the miry clay... And he set my feet upon the solid rock to stay. <laughs> I just threw that in there. He put my feet upon the solid rock. Not on the shifting sand, but up on the solid rock. So when the winds and the waves and everything roars, I'm on the solid rock. Amen. The devil comes trying to shove me off of it, and I'm planted on the solid rock. Amen. And he, I can't get shoved off this thing unless I get a hold of the devil and let him shove me off. Amen. Can I tell you this morning, ain't nothing the devil can do with you. You that are born again, he can't do nothing with you. You're a child of God. You're protected by his hand. And I don't care what demon in hell tells you, he's got power over you. He ain't got no power over you because the Lord is on my side, amen. He fought my battle for me, amen, and he's fighting yours. Why? Because you're valuable and special. That's why he's doing it. He takes care of us. Somehow we have forgot that of how special we are to the Lord. Now there's some people walk around with their nose up in there. You can see every nose hair they got. And they look down their nose at you. How how much better I am than you. You ever been around anybody like that? It makes me want to vomit. That better than you attitude. 
You know what that does? That displeases the Lord because he said he hates a proud look. So you need to put that nose down to the ground and let him be Lord. And humble yourself before the Lord. And say, Lord, help me that I may be humble before you and people could see you living in me instead of me walking around with my nose up in the air like I'm something. When we ain't nothing. Guess what? I say it week after week. This ain't about you. It ain't about you, and it ain't about me. It's all about him. When you start saying I and me and for me, you're in trouble. It's all about him. Lord, if it's your will, if it's what you want, that's what I'm going to do. I know I'm valuable. I know I'm special, but you're king of kings and Lord of lords. What do you want me to do? And put your head down and wait patiently, and God will speak. How can you hear the Lord if you'll get real quiet in your spirit and say, God, would you speak to me? The Lord will begin to speak. Why? Because you're special. You're his creation. He knows how to talk to you. But our problem is we get so busy with life that we can't see what God's doing. And the next thing you know, we're, we're following after the devil. And he's made this stumbling block. And we've got off this way. And we're wading the muck and the mire up to our waist. And we can't. You ever get out in the river and try to walk real fast in the river up to your waist? You can't hardly move that good. The deeper you get, the harder it is to move. That's what the devil wants. He wants to get you about chin deep in your mess. That he can say, it just ain't worth it. I just quit. And when he gets you to quit, you'll get so miserable and so far down. He said, you know what I'd do? I'd just end it all. I'd be done with this mess. You know what he starts doing? He starts pointing out everybody's faults. Why? Sister Anita don't love you. She never has never called you. She's never texted you. When's the last time you heard from a pastor? Sister Melinda never calls you. I thought she was your friend. You don't think a devil won't do something like that? He'll use the closest ones to you to get to you. And you know what we do? We sit right down and say, you're exactly right, devil. Where has that pastor been? He says he loves us all the time. How come he ain't never called me? He's calling Brother Jason all the time. I heard because Jason told me he had called him, but he hadn't called me. I'm telling you the real thing. So I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to quit. You know who you're hurting? You. That's the only person you're hurting. You're not hurting me. Because you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep on praying for you. I'm going to keep on loving you. I'm going to keep on trying to help you and encourage you along the way. Why? Because you're special in the eyes of the Lord. And we are a family. We need to love one another. We need to care for one another. You're not just valuable, and you're not just special. I want to tell you, those that are down as far as you can go, I'm going to tell you something. You're loved this morning. You are loved this morning. I don't care who you are. You're loved this morning. I don't care how many churches have rejected you, how many uh, preachers have rejected you, how many of your family members have rejected you, you're loved this morning.
but your love by the main one. How do you know that, preacher? Well, take your Bibles right now and turn over to John 3, chapter 3. Turn over to John chapter 3. I'm not just going to tell you. I want you to look at it. Because when the devil tells you you're not loved, you need to look at this. John chapter 3. You say, why'd you have me turn over? I already know what you're about to read. You need to read it. John 3, verse 16. (laughs) I'm about to talk about you for a minute. For God, nobody else. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, that's you, and that's you, that's all of you all and all of you all and me. He said, whosoever, nobody else, whosoever, don't matter who they are, believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He loved you so much that he sent the best that heaven had just for you. That's how valuable you are. That's how special you are, that he will love you enough to send his only son to die for you. Would you die for him? Would you allow your son to die for him? Wouldn't that be a hard thing? Brother David, I love you, and I appreciate you. I don't think I could give my daughter for you. I'm being real with you this morning. You know why? Because I love her. I would go out in that road and let them run over me if I knew that it would help her live. But I don't think I could give her for you because I'm not God. And I don't understand sometimes how he loved us that much that he'd give his son for a dirty, rotten sinner like me. But he said, Gary, I love you. So I'm going to send the best I got for you because you're valuable and you're special to me. I'm going to show you how much I love you. So I'm going to give my son for you. We have missed it, church. We have missed what the Lord has done. It's got plain to us. It's got mundane. It don't mean nothing no more. We sing amazing grace. Can't shed a tear. Can't raise a hand. Can't say thank you, Lord. We've got used to hearing it. But I'm telling you this morning, we're loved by the King of kings and Lord of lords this morning. Give him a hand if you believe it this morning. The Bible says in Jeremiah 31, 3, listen real closely. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. I have loved thee with an everlasting love. That means his love will never change. No matter what you do, his love will never change. But I'm going to tell you what you can do. You can break the heart of God. You can break his heart. I know I've broke my mother's heart, my father's heart, because they wanted me to do certain things, and maybe I wouldn't do it. 
and I broke their hearts by not following their will and what they wanted. You've done the same thing, but I'm glad they had patience with me. I'm glad they had mercy with me. I'm glad they prayed for me, and it's helped me be who I am today. Ain't you glad that your mother and your father or somebody prayed for you, and it made you be who you are today? Over in John 1, 11 and 12, the Bible says, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, to them that believed on his name. I'm glad today that the Lord loves you just as you are. He wants you to come unto him. It's not too late. You've not went too far. He loves you today. Who can be saved? I'm going to tell you this morning who can be saved. It's the whosoever that can be saved. You know who the whosoever is? The whosoevers are the liars, the thieves, the murderers, the prostitutes, the homosexuals, the lesbians, the transgenders, the dope addicts, the drunks, the atheists, the Buddhists, the Hinduists, the Islamic, the Judaism, the atheists, the rapists, the adulterers, the fornicators, and all kinds of men. That's the whosoever that he came to die for this morning. We need to quit rejecting these people and tell them that God loves them. You know what I'd love to see? I would love to see the Lord fill every pew in this church with these type of people. I would love to see the Lord fill it up so we can preach the word of God to them, to tell them that they're valuable, that they're special, and that God loves them. I don't care that they've been down to the, the prostitute house. I don't care they were shooting up dope yesterday. I don't care that they're prostitutes. I don't care that they're lesbians and homosexuals. I want them in the house of God. I want to preach to them the word of God. I want to tell them that they're valuable. I want to tell them that they're loved, that they mean something to God, that he created them in his his image and it's not his will that any should perish but that all should come under repentance we cannot hate the sinner we gotta love them we gotta love them I hate the sin I don't hate the sinner you all that work in law enforcement, you see it every single day. And I know it's hard. And it's hard to work with these type of people. But we got to show them love. We got to show them Jesus. Amen. If you're as rough on them as they are in you, how can they see the love of God? Show them Jesus. Amen. Show them that they're valuable. Show them that they're special. And show them they're loved. Amen. I have no idea what you all go through and what you face every day. I know what I face out on the road and face with people sometimes. It pushes me right to the limit. It makes me want to do things and say things I shouldn't do. But I say, God, take my mind. Take my mouth. Help me, Lord. Show your love. God, help me to have this time to shine forth what you want. But a lot of times we give in to the flesh. When you see, a, see somebody that's homeless, what do we do? We turn away. We don't want nothing to do with them. They're dirty. They're nasty. But I'm glad that Jesus said, I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You know where Jesus would be this morning if he was here? And he is here this morning. But if he's here in the flesh, you know where he'd be? He sure wouldn't be at Vickers Chapel this morning. He'd probably be down on Lingarden Drive down there trying to win somebody to him. He'd be over on Dale Street, maybe. He'd be on the backside of Kingsport, maybe. 
He may be down at the jailhouse trying to talk to somebody and tell them, listen, you're valuable this morning. I love you. Maybe he'd be down in the corner somewhere where that woman's about to commit suicide and just had an abortion. She feels like her life is over with. She's killed her baby and she's killed her testimony. She's killed her life and she wants to die. The devil said, do it, do it, take your life. And there stands the Lord said, come unto me. I'll give you that labor and heavy laden and I'll give you rest. He, he loves those that make mistakes. That's what he come to die for. You know what he done? He crucified abortion on the cross of Calvary. It's man's problem now that we continue in this sin. He paid for that sin on the cross, but yet we continue. We come and get saved and give our life to Christ, and he puts his seal upon us, and we're forever saved. But some of us make a mouth confession and not a heart confession. There's a big difference. Let me wait off on this just a second. It ain't everybody that says, Lord, Lord, that's going to enter into this place called heaven. Just because you've been to the altar and made a little mouth confession, walked back chewing your gum and smiling from ear to ear and saying, I'm saved, I'm saved. But you run out here and live the same life you've always lived, I'm afraid you made a mouth confession and not a heart confession. How do you know that, preacher? Because <laughs> when, I, when I got my heart right with God here on my knees, the Bible says when I came up from there, behold, all things became new. It don't look the same. It don't smell the same. I'm not mad at Brother David no more. Matter of fact, I love that man. I want to tell him what's happened in my life if he's my enemy. Brother David, I remember when I got saved, that was one of the first things I wanted to do. It was a young man that whipped me every day in school just for the fun of it. I've told this before. He whipped me one time. He said, I'm just going to whip you for who you are. I said, well, let's go. And we, we had a big old fight. But when I got saved, he was, he was the first one that I wanted to go tell what had happened to me. It was something different in my life. The Lord had made a change in me, and I wanted the world to know it. That's the difference. That's how you know that you've passed from death unto life because the Bible says you love the brethren. You love them. Is the love of God in your heart this morning? Can you look at others and say, I love them? Even though they've done me wrong, I love them with the love of God. Now, there's some people you have to get away from because they just cause you all kinds of trouble, and you get away from them and you pray for them. But do you really love them? That's how you know you're saved. Because of the love for the brethren. It ain't by your works. Because we try to boast in that. That's what Paul said. But it's by faith that we've trusted him. But I believe that when you make that commitment, 
there's a difference. Yes, you'll make mistakes, especially straight off. I led a man to the Lord one time. He was a drunkard. I may have told this. When he got up from there, I said, now look at me. I love you. But the Lord loves you. And when you make a mistake, and you will, you call me. And let me help you through that. Took about a week, and he went right back to the bottle. Why? Because he didn't know. The devil said, I go back to the bottle. That wasn't real. That didn't really happen. The Lord didn't do nothing. Just go back to the bottle. And he went back to the bottle. But he had enough faith. See, when we get saved, there's a measure of faith that's given to every single one of us. And that Holy Spirit that you get when you get born again, when you get born again, He leads you, He guides you, and shows you what's wrong. So when He got soused up that week, the Holy Spirit said, Hey, you're not supposed to be doing that. What? I'm not supposed to. Hey, the Holy Spirit will tell you. I don't have to call and tell you. None of these fellas have to call and tell you. The Holy Spirit will tell you. Why? Because you're valuable and you're special and you're loved. That's called growing in God. Without chastisement, the Bible says we're bastards and not sons. So I'm glad for that big rod of correction that the Lord pulls out and stripes us from our neck to our ankles and says, hey, you need to get things right. I'm glad this man repented and done good from that time on. You will not live a perfect life. You will make mistakes, and it is hard, and the devil will tell you to quit. I've been saved 41 years. He told me this week I ought to quit. When's he get off your back? When the last breath leaves this body and I take on that eternal body, amen, when I get that new sight, then all that will leave me. That doubt, that fear will be over with. But we're in a battle this morning, and I'm telling you, you're valuable. God loves you, and we love you. This church loves you. I don't care what you was doing yesterday. I don't care how bad you failed God yesterday. The Lord loves you today. And he's asking you to come unto him and come clean.